VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The Volume. Colin Cowherd podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. A couple of minutes. Nick Wright joins us. Talk some NBA playoffs. First of all, I spent the weekend in Chicago. You know, I never understand when these people complain about big cities. There's an old saying. It's one of my favorite. Nobody knows the country like somebody that's lived in their same town their entire life. Folks, you need to get out. Yes, Chicago's expensive. Yes, LA is expensive. Yes, New York's expensive. You know why? You know why those taxes are so much? Because they have 10 million people on their roads and bridges. They're great cities. They're never boring. I had so much fun in Chicago this weekend. So I'm thinking about this before Nick Wright gets here. One of the things that the NBA is probably conflicted with, they would love to get the Brooklyn Nets and the Lakers in the finals. You'd get Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, five of the 10 biggest stars, five of the seven, eight biggest stars. But what would the message be? To the NBA fans and other star players, if two teams that rarely played together all year got to the finals, there's really no way to solve this issue unless you have real initiatives to stay with the same teams, which right now in the NBA, when you get drafted by a team after four years, your first contract extension so favors the team that drafted you financially that you almost have to stay. Players just don't leave. But boy, by seven years, players want to join forces. And you can't blame them. 
I mean, think about James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. What did they play together this year? Five games? LeBron Anthony Davis barely played in the last two months. But if your star players and realize I can join forces, I can play 50 games instead of 75 or 80 and get to the finals, you understand why players move. But it's not a great look for the league when stars can join forces, build almost no chemistry, skip large chunks of the regular season, and what do you know? We made the finals. So it's a little bit of a conflict for the league because you know they want stars to go further in the playoffs. That's ratings, and the NBA has struggled with ratings the last two years. My gut feeling is Brooklyn doesn't make the finals. Lakers, I feel about 70-30 they do. With that, let's bring in Nick Wright, my buddy, first things first at FS1. Well, Nick, it's always great when sports fans need a flow chart to figure out sports, uh, the play-in game. So is it, do you buy it or do you look at what the Clippers did, which is uh, they appeared to be very disincentivized to yeah. win? Is, did the whole, I mean, I, I understand the value of what Adam Silver is trying to create, but it's almost like our tax system. Rich people still get around it. Right. So here's what I think. I think that and David Griffin, the guy that runs the Pelicans, used to run the Cavs, uh, said this on the broadcast tonight in the Pelicans Lakers game that he thinks a play in for the eight seed seems a little more fair than a play in for the seven. That if you have a year where a team goes forty five and thirty seven and all of it and is the seven seed and all of a sudden they could lose two in a row and not make the playoffs, that doesn't seem totally fair. But I actually think typically it's it's I, I like the play-in, and you're not – everyone's worried about, I'm sure we're going to get into it, the Lakers potentially getting bounced. But this, the situation they're going to find themselves is this, is if the Lakers were in a seven-game series, up three to two, with game six against Golden State and a game seven against Memphis. Would anyone think they're going to lose that series? No. And that's what the play-in is. But to solve what you're talking about, like the Clippers cowardly tanking away from the Lakers' side of the bracket, I've always been a fan of drafter a playoff opponent. That the Jazz are the one seed. Their reward is, look at who makes the playoffs, five, six, seven, eight, and pick them. And then the two seed is going to be Phoenix. Their reward is of who's left, you know, whether it's five, six, and eight, pick them. And then you wouldn't, you would have people really fighting for seeding and fighting for the best possible record because you're not locking yourself into matchups. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always thought what makes the NFL playoffs great is that. Patrick Mahomes bangs up his toe, and Cleveland has a chance, a chance. With, with Mahomes out to win the game. Yep. Whereas if you're going to have a seven-game first-round series, you're not going to have upsets. So Correct. what's the point? So to me, the answer in this has always been the owners. People want to bang on the players. It's the owners willing to say three games first-round series, five games next two rounds, seven in the finals. Because then – you know, you have a you could have bad games. You can go. You know, LeBron's had yep. two or three games in a series with it when he loses confidence in his jumper. But if you're going to have a seven game first second round series, you're not going to have upsets with well, LeBron you, James. Yeah, I mean, the this was today was the anniversary. I don't know if you remember it of the Allen Houston shot against the Miami Heat. It was it's uh, the, yes. the runner that bounced front of the rim, back of the rim, and in. 
And that was an eight seed beating a one and an eight seed that went on to the NBA Finals. That was a best of five. The famous Dikembe Mutombo Nuggets team that beat the the awesome Sonics team, that was a best of five. Now, we've had a few eight seeds beat one seeds since then, but usually something really weird is involved. Like Derrick Rose goes down in the series, and now all of a sudden they're not a one seed anymore. Or those we believe Warriors just are actually a terrible matchup for the Mavs. You're not going to have massive upsets the longer you draw out a series, which I would argue the NBA doesn't really want massive upsets. Like the NBA, I know, you know, LeBron said, fire the play-in guy. And then there was articles written basically saying the play-in guy is going to get a raise. They're going to get Lakers Warriors in the play-in. Yeah, he'll. this is a massive success for the league as long as the Lakers and the Warriors both actually make the tournament. If all of a sudden, instead of Jazz Warriors in round one, you end up with Jazz Spurs or Jazz Grizzlies, that's a loss for the league. No matter what big of a number Lakers Warriors gets on a one-off, that's a huge loss for the league. I said this in my opening rant. Um, the the NBA's got a little bit of a, a tug of war on their hands. They would love to have Brooklyn and the Lakers in the finals. You've had five of the biggest eight players in the league. Yep. But what is the message to the fans if KD, Harden, and Kyrie barely play together, LeBron AD missed the last month and a half mostly, and they still make the finals? It, it certainly incentivizes free agents to just go join star teams. You can miss 30 games. There's no reason to play a full slate. Right. And, and so LeBron and AD, and people are going to say, oh, Nick, this because you're a LeBron guy. LeBron and AD's situation, I think, is a little, a little different in this regard, is that both those guys suffered significant injuries around the same time. The, if the, much like I felt last year about the Clippers, that if the Clippers won the title last year, it was going to have a bad butterfly effect on the league moving yeah. forward because the, the Kawhi's load management was going to just become, oh, that's how you win a title. And the NBA right. doesn't want that. The, if the Nets win, when it's, you know, Kyrie took a, two sabbaticals during the season, they were uber cautious with Durant and then uber cautious with Harden. It's like, no, we don't really need to play together. That to me does put up not tarnish on their title if they win it, but on the importance of the regular season. Conversely, if Philly beats them or Milwaukee beats them, but I'll say Philly, Philly made it very clear they cared about the one seed. They cared about the regular season. They cared about the one seed. Yep. And if they end up beating them in a series where the game seven's in their building, I think that is important. I think it's like tells other teams, guys, at the end of the year, your road to the finals is going to matter. And, you should really care about the one seed rather than to say, ah, who cares? We're just more talented. We're going to win. So I think both of us agree that there are fundamental problems with the way Brooklyn is set up. Number one is they don't have size. They can't defend Giannis. They can't defend Embiid. I don't think they're a finals team. And I also think secondarily, <clears throat> much like the Clippers last year, they're easy to buy into because on their best nights, they're they really a handful. Yep. But you got to win four games in a series, whereas I think Milwaukee could punish them six straight games, Giannis yep. six straight games. So I, I think I like Milwaukee out of the East or Philadelphia. Um, 
I'm going to go with Milwaukee this year. Drew Holiday and, and P.J. Tucker are really big ads. So there's the thing. So that right there is the, the, a great example of folks assigning the same weaknesses that Milwaukee had last year and the year before to a team that is fundamentally different because they added – P.J. Tucker is a nice addition and a good playoff player. Drew Holiday is a massive upgrade over what they've had in the playoffs at point guard. Malcolm Brogdon was a good player, but he's not that level. And Bledsoe was a guy who historically has just gotten worse and worse in the playoffs. Drew Holiday, on the other hand, he is one of the most unheralded players in the league because so much of his value comes on defense. He's tough. He's going to be there. And so I totally agree with you that Milwaukee is, even though their regular season record isn't as good as it was last year, their defense isn't as good, Giannis isn't going to win MVP like he did last year, Milwaukee is a fundamentally different team. And and we've talked about this before, much like OKC took a chunk of flesh out of the Warriors in 2016 and then the Cavs finished them off, just by virtue of having to play Milwaukee in round two, because you, you you were laissez-faire in the regular season, even if you beat them, then you have Philly waiting for you in round three. That's a, that's a hell of a series, man. That's a tough-ass series for them to deal with. Hey, golf fans. This weekend, FanDuel is hooking new users up with an instant bonus, up to 500 bucks when you make your first fantasy deposit. So just sign up to unlock your deposit bonus. Then use that bonus to play in this weekend's $500,000 PGA Eagle Contest, where the first place winner takes home 100000 bucks in cash. All right, fantasy golf on FanDuel, really easy to play. You pick six golfers for your lineup. One lineup needed for an entire weekend of action. Easy scoring, you get points for birdies, eagles, etc. Fast payouts, get paid in as little as 24 hours. But most of all, I love the variety of contests you can enter, okay? There's the big major contests. There's the daily snake draft contest for daily action, final round contest, a lot of them. The field's loaded for this weekend's major championship, which makes for some exciting fantasy golf. So get in on the action, download the FanDuel Fantasy app today, sign up to unlock your instant deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. Age and location restrictions apply. So you're a sports fan, right? That's why you're listening. But if you're considering getting in on the fun of sports gambling, I want to let you know about a great resource, the Action Network. The Action Network is where fans go when they're ready to bet smarter and turn a profit betting on sports. In fact, their free Action Network app, free, recently named the best app in sports betting. With the Action app, you can, one, see the latest picks and articles from the Action Network gambling experts, two. Compare odds from different sports books. And three, track every bet you make so you always know how your picks are doing. So if the game means more to you, download the free Action Network app and start betting smarter. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? Uh, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com, that's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yeah, we also dismissed Milwaukee, and there has been this sort of pressure on Giannis to advance. Yep. Once you're dismissed, that goes away. Nobody's talking Milwaukee. It's Brooklyn or the Sixers or Miami because they got to the final in the bubble. So Milwaukee feels like a four seed, and they feel like a lot of the public feels they're a four seed with no chance. So I like Milwaukee in the East. Now let's go to the West. Hold on. Uh, Can I just interrupt you? Can I interrupt you real quick? The the Clippers did it. They they successfully completed the most embarrassing and intentional tank we've ever seen. They just lost. So the Clippers, in their final two games of the regular season, I just want America to understand what has happened here. Yeah. Final two games of the season, they were playing the Rockets, who had won nine of their previous (laughs) 55 games. Right. Nine, they were nine and I think 46 in their last 55. They lost the Rockets. They just now lost to Oklahoma City, which Oklahoma City not only hadn't won this month and had only won, oh my God, Oklahoma City for the record prior to tonight had won once since March 30th. 
Think about that. We're in the middle of May. They had one win in, in, in the entire month of April and zero wins this month. That team just beat the Clippers. So the, the Clippers, by doing that, just guaranteed they're the four seed and they will the earliest they could possibly play the Lakers is the conference finals. And I listen, I have not been as hard on the Clippers this year as I was in years past. I think this is a bad look for them in this regard. I think it's strategically bad, first of all, because I would argue if you're going to have to beat the Lakers to make the finals anyway, I would want them this year earlier than later. LeBron coming off an injury, AD coming off an injury, Schroeder coming off the uh, COVID protocol, the Lakers having coming off the the all the play-in stuff where they won't be rested. If you're going to get them, you're going to have to get them early. And if you're the Clippers, aren't you supposed to think we can beat anybody? And you're all of a sudden just punting, just punting on your seed because you're afraid of the Lakers who you have to beat. That to me, that's a move you make if you are a team across conferences. If you're the Knicks and it's like winning one playoff series this year is a huge accomplishment. We want the best matchup possible. For the Clippers, who it's champ, it's finals or bust to throw their last two games and have the, to me, that's just a wild circumstance. Just insane. Well, you know, it's what's interesting about the Clippers. I got into this last week. They are the only good team in the league that is atrocious with under five minutes to play. The oh, other yeah, four right. are like Houston, Oklahoma City. They're the only bad team. And I said, what does it take at the end of games to be great? LeBron's great. Chris Paul is great. Steph Curry's great late, late in games. Why? Because they communicate. They're verbal, very verbal players. Sometimes Chris Paul is so verbal, he's offensive to players. When Kawhi is your go-to, and in the NBA, historically, players lean on stars late. It's their game late. When Kawhi, who joined San Antonio and Toronto's culture, is asked to form the Clippers' culture, this is two years now. The Clippers have been awful late in games. That is what happens when Kawhi is your North Star, in yeah. my opinion. Well, I think I think it's a I think it's a very legit. I think that's the almost metaphysical the 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 non-basketball but still basketball point and the basketball point is when your best player is not either a dominating big or a guy who can score and play make for others you're a little limited and Kawhi as great as he is he is not a playmaker so San Antonio first of all he was never the best player when they were winning titles he was a complimentary right. player Toronto, right. while he was clearly their best player, Kyle Lowry had the ball in his hands and was setting things up, and then Kawhi was taking advantage of it. Like there's a, I know you you are not a big triple double guy, and triple doubles at some point have become slightly overrated, but for a guy of Kawhi's stature to, I believe, have one career triple double because he only has, I think, two career games with ten plus assists. It just shows a limitation on that part of his game. And if your second best player is the exact same guy in Paul George with the exact same limitations, then you, I think you're going to struggle late in games in the biggest spots. You know, it's I think we, we feel – you and I feel kind of the same about the East is that Philly or Milwaukee will advance yes. and Brooklyn's flawed. 
I think in the West, we also feel the same, that if LeBron is healthy, the Lakers will win. But, and I do think the, the, the league's a baby step league. It's asking way too much for the Suns to be bad and then win the West. Yep. They need, they, I can see them winning one, two series, not winning the West. Utah's fascinating because I, I, I think they're the classic regular season team. I had a GM which is, tell me that exact thing, that exact okay, thing. Okay, same thing. So they've all played together under Quinn Snyder's system. They play hard every night. If you go to their games, I, be, I go to about one or two games a year there because I have a place in Utah. It's almost collegiate. It feels like Green Bay and Lambeau. Yep. They play hard. Every home game's an event. It's the only thing to do in Salt Lake City. And so they really bring it. So it, when you're talented and play hard, you win 55 games a year. Yep. I mean, I'm, Mike De, Mike Dunleavy told me this years ago. If you're not talented and play hard, you can win forty. Yep. Just I mean, you know, the, this year, you know, if you start looking at teams that, you know, and I think the Suns are the greatest example. Is they're committed to defense, they play really hard, and they're kind of talented with a Hall of Fame point guard. But when I look at Utah, they're not athletic on the wing. I'm not sure Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert will ever coexist at a high level. It's got an Embiid-Simmons feel to it. And I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if Utah won their opening series and then lost in round two. I Well, I'll tell you this much. I wouldn't be shocked if they're facing a seventh game against Golden State. NBA playoffs are hard if you don't have the best player on the court. And like in typically, who wins series? The team with the best player or a team that has like players two, three, four, you know what I mean? And so the, like, yes. and, and players two, three, four, a couple of them are like MVP ish candidates. And so it is you, the, the problem with Utah is they have a bunch of guys that are somewhere between the, they might have more players on their team that are top 50 but not top 15. You right. know what I mean? Like, So I like Mike Conley. I like Ingles. I like Bogdanovich. Gobert's a defensive player of the year. And Donovan Mitchell's a really good player. Are any one of those guys like one of the 15 best players in basketball? Of course not. I know the Utah fans will say, oh, Gobert's defense, whatever. Like that's, which is why, so Denver until this year, that was their limitation. Was they have a, you know, Jamal Murray's good. Michael Porter can be good. You have these good role players. But it wasn't until Jokic took this leap that you could take them seriously. And this is why I think the West this year really, even though the Lakers, you know, had a very odd season, it sets up so well for them. You just tick down the list. So you have Utah is not going to have the best player in any series they play. You then have Phoenix. Phoenix, to your point, the only guy on their roster that has won a playoff series, basically, is Chris Paul. They got a couple right. other guys that have had some playoff moments, but it's really just Chris Paul. Then three seed is the or the Nuggets. Jamal Murray went down. They've been good since then, but Jamal Murray went down, and Jokic has traditionally had real trouble slowing down Anthony Davis. We just talked about the Clippers. And then you've got Portland and Dallas, which are just two teams that are very limited defensively Portland's a downright terrible defense so it's like who's left it's like oh there's the Lakers which is why I think right now there's going to be a little bit of buzz for Golden State not necessarily right. to win the title 
but or to win the conference. But it's like, man, every series they play in the West, except for against the Lakers, which they're not going to play them unless it's conference finals, they're going to have the best player. And they're going to have experience. And they're not going to be shook by the moment. All those things play in their favor. Yeah, they're really small. I think they're actually – I think they don't match up with the Lakers at all. Golden State? Yeah. Oh, not at all. Not at all. But they can make the playoffs without be- ever beating the Lakers because they can right. lose on the 7-8 and then just beat Memphis or San Antonio when they're in. How surprised are you? Now, I've, I have championed Steph Curry. I've said before, um, there are great players, Michael Jordan, LeBron, and then there are players that mean more for the league, and I, I think Steph falls into a very unique category. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the impact of what Michael Vick meant yep. for African American quarterbacks, his impact to the sport is so much greater than his career. Sure, Steph Steph Curry though his career is great, and his impact on the three ball is enormous. And I think. You know, there was always this sense that it's almost like people had amnesia that they won before Kevin Durant got there. And then it was, well, he, he doesn't play defense. Uh, uh, Draymond, uh, Kerr's a great coach. There's Clay Thompson. This year, they've got nothing. Draymond's way past his prime. Clay's hurt. Kevin Durant's gone. Uh, Kelly Oubre, please. Wiseman gets hurt. And you start looking at Steph and you're like, oh, my God. He really, like to me, he, he didn't separate from LeBron, but he separates from Kawhi. He separates oh. from Giannis. He separates from Simmons. Like I thought, it was a, it was a time we almost have to acknowledge now. Yeah, okay, he's 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 top ten all time. I think you ha- I think we're in that category now. Well, so he so he uh, going into this year, and people thought I was attacking him by saying this. I wasn't. I said this is an important year for Steph because everyone watched the Warriors in fifteen and sixteen, for example, and said, "Oh, okay." Steph is the perfect guy for that team. Like you couldn't put Russ on right. that team and have and have them have anywhere close to success. Right. Couldn't have put Harden on those teams in 15 and 16 right. and had them had anywhere near that success. The reason I'm not including 17, 18 is with Durant and Clay, maybe you could have put a lot of guys as another person they're successful. But what we didn't know was does that mean Steph could have done for the 17 Thunder what Russ did? The year KD leaves, it's like, hey, I will lead the league in points. I will take this, you know, kind of motley crew of guys. We're going to get to the sixth seed, and then we're going to get beat in the first round. But I will carry you to the playoffs. Steph proved that this year. Steph, because if, especially if you look at their record without him, because I think they're 1-7 and seven or 1-8 and eight in games he doesn't play, they have a really good record when he plays. They are, yeah. everyone schemes their entire offense around stopping him, and they can't. So that does elevate him. This was an important season. It's it's weird to say you almost learned more about Steph this year than you did in their final championship with Durant because it was different things were asked of him. He's older. He's going to win the scoring title at thir- 32 years old, 32 points per game. It's pretty damn impressive. Or 33 years old, pardon me, 32 points per game. Oldest guy to win a scoring title since Jordan. And... He's going to finish top five MVP, and his second best player is Draymond Green, who can't shoot the basketball. Like, that's impressive. It's really impressive what he did this year. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. So let's go to the Lakers where <clears throat> I do feel if LeBron's ready to play, I, I think I think the size alone, Drummond may not work against Brooklyn in the finals, but I don't think they get there. I think yep. Drummond can be an additive player against the Bucks or Philadelphia. Um, I look at LeBron, do you think deep down? So it's it's if you really go back to the beginning of the season, it's amazing how bad Anthony Davis was. And this was the year – LeBron was going to peel back minutes, yeah. and it was 80s team, yep. and he was not in shape. He wasn't so ready I for have it. A, no, and I have a pretty good source inside the Lakers. So he is a little bit like Rasheed Wallace. He doesn't work out. He's got a dad body. He keeps his T-shirt on all the time. LeBron makes fun of him. He's not in great shape. He is so naturally gifted that he can just show up. And I covered Rasheed Wallace and give you 36 points on some nights and defend Duncan and Garnett as well as anybody ever did. 
in, yep. the, in the apex of their career. So what's happening to Anthony Davis is he's never really committed to his body, and therefore his body is not rewarding him. And as he gets older, there are more groin issues, uh, more groin issues, more ankle issues. This league, in retrospect, was a disaster for him. He wasn't ready to play. He got hurt multiple times. This season. And, I, and it's one thing. LeBron understands if you're not him. But what LeBron respected about D. Wade was he played at the end of his career with Miami. He couldn't play back-to-backs well, but LeBron knew how hard he played. I do wonder if LeBron looks at AD and thinks, bruh, you don't even commit to the weight room. So so here's the only, here's the only pushback I'll give you on that. I also wonder it, what for the Lakers, because if you remember – LeBron was pissed about how early this season was starting. Like right. he was one of the vocal ones, and he usually does not step out from the league. Like he he was pissed that they had such short amount of time off. And the Lakers got off to that insane start. They were, I think, 21 and 6, whatever it was. It was it was when everyone was like, oh, they're clearly the best team in the league. And then AD had like the Achilles soreness and missed a couple games came back and then missed a ton of time. And while he was out, LeBron missed a ton of time because he gets the ankle injury. I do wonder if LeBron and AD talked and said, we're going to be fine no matter what. We're going to make, we've already, we've given ourselves such a big cushion by our start that there's no chance we fall out of the playoffs. Now, I don't think they thought they were going to fall to the play-in. They end up, it's, the final standings are going to be a three-way tie for fifth place, and the Lakers end up in seventh because of the tiebreaker. So even with how bad it was, they're a half game away from being the five seed here. Um, and saying, listen, what I need is for you to be full go and totally ready when the playoffs start, and then we're actually going to have for the first time in forever a real off season. And so I think that's why those stretch of games – remember LeBron came back and then – Went went away again. And in that stretch of time, AD had some of his best games of the season. He had the 42-point game. He had the game against the Knicks where his – he didn't shoot. He was like 8 of 23, but the Knicks beat everybody up. Like nobody shoots well against them. He was great defensively. He had an awesome game against Portland uh, that they ended up losing because Kuzma was like 1 of 11 in the game. So I feel like AD like showed enough to say, I'll be ready. I'll be good. And to his credit, he has been a guy, even back in New Orleans, he's been a monster in the playoffs. Never missed a playoff game, played big minutes every playoff game he's ever had. So I, while I, while you, you very well may be right that Anthony Davis is like non-basketball workout routine is closer to Kevin Durant's than to LeBron James's, which is I work on my game, not so much in the weight room. But I just, I feel like, there maybe is a level of trust between those two that come the playoffs, you're going to be the best version of yourself. And LeBron looks like a different person than in the two games when he came back from the ankle injury initially. When he came back initially, I was like, oh boy, he does not look right. And now these last two games, he looks, you know, 90 some percent. He looks very, very close to 100%. Well, and, and you remember last year when he got that sabbatical, it was probably the best he had looked from an energy standpoint in seven years. It was good for him. So, 
yeah, he has not played a ton of basketball in the last 365 days. Uh, he just hasn't. So his body, to some degree, he's rested. You know, I, I, I do want to talk about the the Knicks because I think it's better for the NBA when they're good. And I watched them three separate times down the stretch. And they're a really easy team to forecast. They don't have enough juice offensively to win a second playoff series. Tom Thibodeau's teams, this is sort of classic. They practice harder. They play harder. They play more minutes. They're really good in the regular season. They're the classic. I was searching for a team earlier. I said the Suns. What I meant was the Knicks is they just outplay people. You can win a lot of games in this league without a star player if you play hard and you're well coached. I do think, though, Thibodeau's history tells you that once you get to the playoffs and everybody plays hard, there's limitations on what the Knicks can do. But it, but Julius Randle is a fascinating player because he, while he was with the Lakers, he was highly efficient. He was about an 18-point-a-game guy, 55% from the field, played hard, developing player. He was ascending, and they bailed on him. And my theory was they bailed on him because in the West, there was a shooting gallery. The Rockets took 100 threes. The Warriors took 100 threes. And it's like, okay, we're, we're losing the math contest here. And so they bailed on Julius Randle. And the Knicks are like desperate and take him. And they'll probably overpay for him because they're the Knicks. The question becomes, what is the value of Zion until he can hit a three or Julius Randle? Mathematically, can you win a title if they're your one, or do they have to be your two? I think Julius has to be your two at best. I think Zion, the math works on two-pointers if you're shooting 62% on it. Like the whole argument for a three versus a two is you can be a 50% shooter from two, and that means you only have to be a 33% shooter from three, right? right. But if you're at a 62% shooter from two like Zion is, well, that's a 41% shooter from three. That's all, That leads the league. That's awesome. So Zion, I do, I think Zion's a different type of cat. Like I, I just did my all-NBA, you know, I don't have an official vote because for some reason the league won't give me an official vote. I can't imagine who watches more basketball than me, why I shouldn't have a vote. <laughs> um, and I'm doing my all-NBA forwards. And I'm like, Zion's second team, all-NBA. The only forwards who I thought were better than him this year are Giannis, Kawhi, and LeBron. That's it. Like Jimmy Butler, Julius Randle are third-team forwards. I think Zion was better than them. I think Zion got screwed a bit this year because I don't think Stan Van Gundy unlocked him right, and the Pelicans didn't have enough shooting. He was just totally unstoppable, just a totally, thoroughly unstoppable force. So I think – do I think he has to expand his game a little bit? Yes. He's not currently yet ready to be the best guy, but I wouldn't put a ceiling on him the way I might put a ceiling on. I think Randall's had a great season is a nice story, but he can't be. I don't think he can ever be the best player on a title team. I think Zion could be. I do, by the way, I don't know. It's your podcast, so I don't know what you have scheduled for us to do, but we now have all the games are done. So we have the official bracket. If you want to, I can go through it. If we want to like give preliminary thoughts on it, I, I can't give my official picks because I have to really like drill down on it. But we do now know what the bracket is going to be. All right, um, throw throw the games at me. I'll, so uh, the, the the play in in the in the we'll do the play ins in the East. It's yes. Boston, Washington. I'll Boston. take the Celtics. So the Celtics would then go on to play Brooklyn, 
and then Washington would play the winner of Indy Charlotte. Um, and so that's that I, I think Boston and Washington will be the two that move on there. Right. You know what I mean? Yep, no matter. Yeah. Yep. And both of us would have Philly or Brooklyn in a series being yep. either one of them. So the play in parts easy. Then you have Knicks Hawks, which is going to be Trey Young is going to get. I he'll score a lot of points, but I would set the over under technicals for Trey Young in that series at three and a half. <laughs> he is gonna they are going to go after him in a way that is going to, I think, demoralize him. Because Trey does yeah. a lot of funny stuff like trying to draw these cheap fouls, and the Knicks will just like clothesline him. Um, and so I think the Knicks should be the slight favorites in that series. And then yep. One of the most interesting round one series, M- Milwaukee, Miami. Milwaukee could have tanked out of that. Milwaukee, he played Miami two days ago, and Milwaukee was essentially locked into where they ne- needed to be. They could have let Miami win, so Miami moved up to the five. They beat them like they wanted to play them. That's a, I like Milwaukee. I think they'll win. That is a tough damn series, man. Well, well, Bam. They've got size in Bam. They've yeah. got shooting in Robinson and Hero. They've got a star in Jimmy Butler. So, so it's it's unfortunate the Bucks and Heat actually play, yeah, because they really you're going to have one of the three best teams arguably get eliminated. Listen, I think Miami would be a tough series for Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I, I, think I was they'd hoping be a we tough would get first it. round series if, if for Brooklyn. Brooklyn. If Brooklyn had lost today to the Cavs, which obviously was not likely to happen. That we would have gotten it. If Brooklyn would have lost to the Cavs, they would have fallen to the three. And then Miami, Brooklyn, to me, that's a son of a bitch for Brooklyn. And the other thing Miami has against Brooklyn, maybe against anybody in the East, certainly against Brooklyn or Milwaukee, is the better coach. Spolster is a far better postseason coach. Nash, we've never seen. So you just know right. experience. And I don't, you know, I I don't yet know that I can ever trust Budenholzer. So there's the so there's the East, the West, the playing obviously is Lakers Warriors. We both right. think the I'll Lakers beat the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. and the, and then they would play the Warriors would play the winner of Grizzlies Spurs. Well, let's just advance the Grizzlies, right? So then yeah. this is what you have: the two seven is Phoenix against the Lakers. Phoenix I take the Lakers is, on yeah. experience. Yeah, Phoenix's reward for this unbelievable season <laughs> is they get the Lakers in round one. That's un- that sucks for them, man. Yeah. And it sucks for me because I I said Chris Paul's the MVP. I know you like that take. You're with it, and now he's going to go home in round one. All right, Jazz Warriors. I gotta I I gotta look at it. The Jazz I know kicked the hell out of them in the regular season. Yeah, but also Donovan's coming back from an injury. That's a tough series. It is, uh, but I my problem with Golden State is they're so small, and it's 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 kind of a flaky team. Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, like Wiggins the other night had just like this thirty eight point right. game. You don't have any idea what you're getting from him. I will say the Warriors have put him in a role that works. Just give us twenty two. You know, I mean, like they've really said, listen, just be the two, the three. There's no pressure on him. And that's what he is kind of. He's never been a go-to guy. But boy, they're tiny. I just don't, I just don't see them matching up with Gobert. I don't think they match up with the Lakers. I don't think they match up with the, 
it's I don't think they to, match up with the No, Clippers. there's a reason why they're the, the, the eight seed. Is they don't match up really well with a lot of really great teams. They need in order to beat really good teams, they need Steph to go score do what he did today. Let's go score forty five. But then the next two Western Conference first round series are fascinating. The Clippers chose this. It's Clippers Mavs. Man, the Mavs took them six last year with Luca on a bad ankle and Chris Stapp's not really playing in the series. Now Chris Stapp's is not play, you know, he hasn't been a huge factor for them this year. But that's a fascinating series, Clippers-Mavs. Well, because Luka's a great finisher, and the Clippers are the worst finishing good team in the league. So that's probably probably the Milwaukee-Miami series of the West, where the matchup—I mean, Miami matches up with Milwaukee very well. Really well. well. Really well, with with a better coach. So here, Dallas has— Carlisle's got a championship. So does Ty Lue. Um Boy, the I don't. I do not trust the Clippers in a close series. And Luca may be as good a finisher right now as the West has. And the and right and Luca, you feel like Luca's worth at least one game by himself, maybe two. And then so then all of a sudden, like it starts getting the other thing with the. And then we'll get to the other series. The other thing with the Clippers that is so interesting is. Kawhi can walk after this year. Nobody's talking about it, but he's not under contract. Like, he signed a two-year deal. And so Paul George, they re-signed this offseason. They didn't re-sign Kawhi. Now, Kawhi just bought a massive house in L.A. I think he plans on staying. But if they get bounced in round one and Miami is sitting there with the cap space for him, I do think that becomes, like, an interesting conversation. And so... I think that one's interesting. And then Denver against the Blazers is the 3-6. I think Denver's will win. But like those, I mean, those games will be 130-125 every time. And it'll be that Denver's backcourt cannot match up with Portland's backcourt. And Portland's frontcourt cannot deal at all with, with Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon. So... Denver should win that series, but those are two great. We, I think, we have three potentially extraordinary first round series: Mavs, uh, Mavs, Clippers, Nuggets, Blazers, and uh, Bucks, Heat, with a potential if Steph goes crazy for Jazz Warriors to at least be interesting. Yeah, I think I think you're getting to a point in Portland. If Portland can't get past Denver, you got to break up the CJ McCullough. Yes. Dame Lillard. I mean, they're just a duplication. Uh, one's an A plus guy, one's a B plus guy. They've always struggled with getting a good athletic wing. They traded for Norman Powell this year, and that's he's good, <laughs> but that's not getting you over the. That's not getting you there. They traded for Robert Covington. Like they, there's these half measures. They can't get. They they Dame is good enough with the right cast to be the best player on the team that makes the finals. But he needs yes. the right cast, and he needs a bad – you know who he needs next to him in the backcourt? Drew Holiday. He needs somebody somebody who can defend and, and help you out in that. It's just you have two small, thin, offensive-minded guards who are awesome. But, I mean, they are they, – Portland this year is worse on defense than Brooklyn. Portland's 27th. Brooklyn's 25th. I mean, they are horrible defensively. And so – that's tough to win a playoff series that way. Yeah, and it's hard because Dame so controls the series. 
it's hard for Terry Stott to come down on him for his defense because he he is the lone star with Bradley Beal who appears to want to finish his career with one team. That's and right. Portland's Portland's never been a free agent market. I mean, hell, they've never hosted an all-star game because they don't have big enough hotel space. So it's like Dame's going to just do what Dame wants to do, and he doesn't give much of an effort on the defensive end. So you have to go big and go get a wing. By the way, we we didn't talk about it. And I, you said in the Boston-Washington matchup, you in the play-in, you like Boston. For our shows, you should root for Washington. Because if Washington wins, we then get Russ against KD and Harden. We get the, it'd be Wizards-Nets. And that, I mean, obviously the Wizards can't win that series, but Russ can just be a maniac for a week and a half. And Beal's back healthy. Like, they could win a game or two. And... It really, you get to a point in Boston now, it's been this sort of, um, it's been this draft experiment. We're going to accumulate a million picks. And with Brad Stevens, they get one star and it doesn't work. And you watch them this year. This is a bad Celtic team. They're not good late in games. They're not as good defensively. Jason Tatum, he feels a good player, but there's no plus to the A. He, he's an A, but he's not A+. Plus. Yep. And you start looking at Boston now and you're like, okay, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Eh. Well, their problem eh. is this. Those are good. For, so there's Boston's problem is twofold. One is Ainge had the heist of the century against Brooklyn and got two really great players out of it. One really good player and one potentially great player in Brown and Tatum. And then was terrible at every other part of his job. Made one huge trade ever for Kyrie. Kyrie hated it there after two years and bolted. Made two massive free agent signings, Horford and Hayward. Horford was good, but not great. And Hayward got snake bit. He got hurt and it just never was the guy and never would pull the trigger on any of these trades. And the draft picks he did make weren't good. So, like, he really screwed up the next parts of. That you know, if you're if for college graduation, your parents buy you a house, and then you don't get it insured, and you don't put furniture in it, and you don't get it, you just end up squandering the biggest the the biggest gift anybody's ever gotten. The other thing that sucks for Boston is this: Tatum and Brown. So let's just say Tatum; he's their best player. You look at the East, and it's like, okay, Giannis is young. If they ever play Milwaukee in a series. They will never have the best player. It's like, okay, that's not good. And then you look at, okay, Brooklyn. Well, KD's not that young. Harden's a little younger. Kyrie's even younger. If they play Brooklyn in a series, how long until they have the best player? Four years from now? Oh, okay, Philly. They play Philly in a series. How long until they have the best? Boston has the best player? Never. Embiid, you know, and Embiid's young. So it's like your, your best guy there is a player of similar age on three teams in the East better than your best guy and all locked up. Like you just, and it's hard to win one round of the playoffs. So you don't have the best guy, much less potentially two or three rounds. Like you would have to, they're just, I think Boston's in a really bad spot. Yeah. I think Boston's to a point now it's a crowded sports market. Um, I think they have to go for it. I think they have to spend a lot of money and go for it. And that's the reality um, I, I think I'll take Milwaukee in the East. I'll take the Lakers in the West. And then I think you have a really good finals. If LeBron's healthy, I would take the Lakers. By the way, I will say this, is that Greg Popovich 
this is the, the Belichick thing, is that if Mac Jones can't play, Belichick becomes Popovich, pretty irrelevant now that Duncan's gone and Parker's gone. If Mac Jones can't play, right. nothing against nothing against Cam, but you're not winning that division with Josh Allen. You're at best a wild card team. Sure. That, that's all you're going to be with Josh Allen, Sean McDermott. Now they've got they've got so many good defensive linemen up last two years in the draft. And I sit there and I look at Popovich today. And first of all, he was arrogant and stubborn on threes. He didn't want to play the math game. I mean, the Jamar DeRozan trade is is a bad trade. I mean, it's the a end, terrible trade. It's a terrible move. I mean, DeRozan. Since when you he was look USC, at what other people yeah. got for their stars to get DeMar, to to trade Kawhi and Danny Green, and you get DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, and a bad pick. That's a terrible trade. Terrible Flatly trade. Terrible. And it was arrogant. It was, and this is what Belichick did. Belichick now acknowledges because I've been on him for two years about this. I was told by two people inside the Patriot organization in mid-January, Belichick would tell the scouts, "I've got it from here." We started losing scouts. They, they, he was, you know, they were all like, well, "What's the point? None of my work counts." And Belichick acknowledged, "I'm going to go more with scouts because Nikhil Harry, all the Patriot scouts said he can't separate. Do not rely on Herm Edwards." And he went against him, and he can't play. He's a four. He's not even a three. He's a four. And and so I I think Belichick and uh, uh, Popovich similarly, you start believing in the system over the player. You kind of buy into what everybody's told you. You're a genius. If Mac Jones can't play, Belichick's sorry. They're going to be drafting 15th for the next four years. Right. And I think Pop Popovich is in that same spot. They're not relevant. They're not relevant. Well, which is why I don't. I think the difference between the two is I think Popovich is going to retire soon, and I don't think Bill will. So, like Bill, what would be tough for Bill is if he wants to do this in another five years, and it's seven and nine, or I guess these days eight and nine, you know, nine and eight, ten and seven, not contending. And by the way, even if he's right on Mac Jones. I don't think Mac Jones has like superstar upside. I think Mac Jones has like good quarterback. Like I think his upside is a poor man's Matt Ryan. Yeah, or or uh, Kirk Cousins with more courage. Yeah, which is around the right Matt Ryan. I would say like if yeah on the Matt Ryan scale, Kirk Cousins is like an eighty-five. So that's so that's about what I'm saying. Like you know what I mean? About eighty-five percent of that player. That's not getting it done in today's NFL. It's not getting it done in today's NFL. Okay, go to bed. Have a great show. We'll talk Wednesday, buddy. Absolutely. Talk to you later, Kyle. All right. NBA playoffs. That Bucks Heat series. I'm telling you, Miami matches up really well with Milwaukee, but I think it's Milwaukee's year. All right. Go to the, the Volume Sports at Twitter, at Instagram. Sign up our podcast, rate, review, subscribe. We also have a YouTube channel. All right, we're done for Monday. We'll talk soon.
volume. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.